0: Welcome, everybody, to the On Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Pete Zayas. Pete, <sighs> we we have how many more of these? We got a few, a few
1: more of these. This will not be the, was not the first, will not be the last. Um, I'm appreciating the W collection port, portion of the schedule for, in terms of like, they're coming away with these. You said the other day that, you know, you want to see them get, they may need to get embarrassed. Um, I thought that you know, was going to be that. Yeah, you no, know, they're they're toying with that line of exactly how long they need to really bring it. Um, but I do appreciate them coming away with the the wins. But yeah, man, it's a it's a slog right now. Like I think everybody really feels it, right? Um, but, I'm
0: ready to start talking about like Gorilla Glue or something.
1: <laughs> that's one of those things. You ever see things on Twitter where it's like. I know this is a viral thing, but I don't have time to really like look into this whole story. So you just kind of hear the little itty bits and pieces. That's one of those for me where I'm like, she did what now? Oh, she's 40. Oh, what's going on? Did they think she was young? What? Yeah.
0: See, you have more willpower than me because I just dive right in. I just go like Wait, Excuse no, me. No, no, no. Huh?
1: You have more time than me. That's the only difference.
0: <laughs> no, I, I really don't. Like that. uh, that's okay. not even true. <laughs> I mean, it means that the time I spend looking at this lady who put gorilla glue in her hair—that's taking me away from paying attention to my daughter. So she's like hanging from a chandelier while I'm <laughs> while I'm googling the effects that gorilla glue has on people's hair. Um, so yeah, no, we all right. So today's show couple notes from this game and and we're going to get out of here. So the first one that I, I, the the first person that I wanted to talk about was the change that they made to the starting lineup, inserting Kuzma instead of Markeith Morris, Uh, Kuz grabs or or comes close to the double, double 15 and nine uh, on the night. Uh, So we'll talk about that. Got to talk about LeBron again, going 25, seven and six uh, and, and kind of just kind of sleepwalking to it somehow. Uh, which is just wild at 36-year-old uh, y- years of age to be able to do that. And then um, Schroeder, I like some of the things that I saw from Schroeder, uh, especially later in the game, and that I found interesting, especially regarding the relationship with him and Braun mm-hmm. and and, and the, uh, the chemistry that we're kind of seeing build there. So let's start, though, with, with Kyle Kuzma. Uh, somebody who maybe a season ago, if you would have told me would have put gorilla glue in his hair, I wouldn't have been that surprised, (laughs) Uh, but, but he goes for, uh, like I said, 15 and nine got a lot of praise from, from guys up and down the roster and the coaching staff about his approach to basketball, uh, working hard on the boards shot is, is not where you would like to see it right now. He goes one of three from three point range, but like, this is the thing, this has been, you know, kind of where we're at with him this, this year is if he's making shots, great. And and for long stretches of the season, he was. Uh, but the way that he has found ways to impact the game uh, beyond that shot is is the real story here. And 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 you made a point earlier this season regarding him on social media and how people just kind of made their minds up with him. Uh, I think if if and I don't mean to sound like you know, Lakers victimhood here or whatever. But if if any other player would have taken the the steps forward uh, or, or played on a different team while they take they took those steps forward in that maturation process that it seems Kyle Kuzma has this year, it would be a much bigger talking point than it than it than it's been so far.
1: Yeah, for sure. One of the funny things about the Lakers is that in some ways we get to hide in plain sight. Like we built yeah. a team last year that was got better and better and better. And at one point, it was like if you were paying attention, it was like, "Oh shit, this is really <laughs> right. good." Yeah. And then come playoff time, it's like, "Is Portland gonna beat them? What about this?" And like nobody came close, right? And so right. that's the irony. And the people
0: who that- were paying attention were just like, "We're we're we're doing this, huh?" Yeah, we're, we're they're, they're really
1: about to kick the crap out of everybody. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, no, I saw some tweets tonight, like the you know OKC is loading up the strong side. They're the Lakers are going to face this in the playoffs, and uh, and like <laughs> somebody OKC's tweeted, coach like, "Coach is like, come up with a <laughs> blueprint," for, and I'm like, "Y'all, are we doing this now?" Do we really have that little of a feel for what's going on? Look, Um, when
0: you sniff Gorilla Glue, like sometimes you tweet (laughs) out dumb stuff.
1: That's the theme of the show today, yeah. Uh, So so with Kuz, yes, his, um, his growth in the little things. The thing that I enjoy is there's so many decisions on any given basketball play, and he is making the correct decision at a higher rate on every single play, more than every, more than he's ever done before, which isn't to say he doesn't still make mistakes. But so, for example, his like his weak side crashes on the on the boards. There's an old, I I don't know if the analytics prove this out, but the old, uh, coaching, the the, the what's the the term I'm looking for, right? The conventional wisdom mm-hmm. is that about sixty five percent, seventy percent of shots will rebound to the weak side, right? Opposite Meaning side. That to the opposite side of the court from where the guy shot it. So what coaches like to do is send one off. If they only send one, it's going to be from that weak side, right? Someone mm-hmm. crashing. And a lot of times that some, somebody at on the weak side on defense is, you know, they're, they get caught ball watching, uh, it, they're not exactly involved in the play. Mm-hmm. And every single time when Kuz is on the weak side, he's cracked and he doesn't get the board every time or even the majority of the time. That's not the point. Um, he gets it enough to, for it to really matter and for defenses to have to like stay back and, and put pressure on on that. But a lot of times in these kind of dog days types ga- type of games and a lot of possessions, that weak side guy, even if he's capable, it's just going to run back up court, right? And isn't going to really say, I'm going to crash crash offensive boards every time from the spot. And Kuz, Kuz is doing that. And now what I'd like to see, I think the next step for Kuz is how does he pair this version of himself with the just bucket getter guy that I mm-hmm. know that he has in him that he has exhibited throughout his career is, and, and that was why, like, even if his jumper is not following, it was good, good to see him uh, just making more shots around the rim. You know, con- converting he had half of his shots today, um, but it wasn't just jump shots, right? So, yeah. kind of bringing that that versatility of his scoring back. Can he incorporate that back to this guy that's doing so many of the little things well?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, eventually that would make him the perfect role player, right? <laughs> if he if he puts all of that together. Which you know, even if he doesn't, I, I you don't yeah. normally walk away with the perfect role player at the twenty fourth pick or w- w- whatever pick he 27th was. Twenty seventh pick and twenty seventh pick. What, there you 13. go.
1: Thirteen point three million per year over the next three years. Yeah,
0: right?
1: that's a yeah, it's a good player at that at that uh at that price. In particular.
0: And if he does put it all together, then like that thirteen price point is is oh, winds yeah. up being just an absolute bargain. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but but you know the the player that he is right now, lending himself to to winning. Like to be completely honest, I didn't think he would ever get here. Like, <laughs> I legitimately, I I thought that he, he was, was on going, a different track, man. He was on a totally different path. Absolutely, and 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 I thought, you know, the player that he would be, you know, would would. And I think we're kind of seeing this with Jordan Clarkson too in Utah, uh, though a different version of him. Where like a lot of the young guys, I saw where they were heading, and I wasn't sure like how that was going to impact winning, right? A lot of the young guys that the Lakers had in their young core, like I actually was sure. was higher on a lot of their kind of role-player molds uh, than some of the, the more talented players. Like
1: Josh Hart type guy. Or, yeah, you know,
0: Josh Hart's, you know, uh, Larry Nance Jr.'s, right? Like I thought those guys had, uh, you know, potentially more value because I saw the way that they were going to impact winning. And now seeing these guys come into their own – and become winners as well as the talented players has actually been super cool. And, and in this case with Kuz he's way ahead of schedule. Just like, think about the fact that he's on this different track and is doing it as well as he is. That's insane. It happened very quickly. It happened very, his, his real
1: growing pains were last regular season. And I felt like his growth kind of, after the second round of the playoffs, the level of basketball got a little too high for him, right? So it's not like his job is done. And Mm -hmm. now he can't complete that journey now, but that is waiting for him, right? Is in the conference finals and and hopefully the finals. Those are all like Cancun's, bump up another round or two to to be really able to hang at that caliber where basketball remains to be seen, but he's capable. And he's come so far in that period of time where like, he's become such a dependable part of the team from an energy perspective too. And so much of these games have to do with, with energy. Right. And it's also why we, you know, we're you know we had more athleticism with him and Mark as opposed to Keith and Mark, right? So he just he's pro- providing a lot uh, that's helping us win these games.
0: Yep. Let's take a quick second here. When we come back, we'll 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 talk about the guy who's actually you know the reason they're winning this games, these games, this game, and these games. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of Black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents more than the game don't miss this week's episode featuring candace cooper of locked on tar hills and erica ayala of locked on women's basketball discussing the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports there's a new episode coming next week so go ahead and subscribe to locked on presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts today's show is brought to you in part by rock auto head on over to rockauto.com where you will visit a family business that has been doing this for over two decades now uh and you are going to find the best collection of parts that you can possibly find on the internet uh it is getting insane (laughs) The, the the more high tech these cars get the more difficult it is to find the proper part and that makes it all the easier for the big companies to mark up all of the parts that you might need should anything go wrong with your car. Well, rockauto.com is here to help you avoid all of those kinds of messes uh, as best you can. They have everything from engine control modules, to brake parts, to tail lamps, motor oil. Uh, Your car needs carpet, they have that too. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, and prices you prefer. And most importantly, the prices you see are going to be the same for everybody regardless of your driving background. So again, head on over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck and then write LOCKED ON in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So, according to Kyle Goon, Goon, uh, LeBron told Dennis Schroeder that he's happy that they went to uh, four overtimes in three games. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go ahead and call bullshit. <laughs> it's one of those things that you say, you're like, yeah, man, that was awesome. I'm super glad that we did that. And then you walk away from you like, all right, let's see if they actually listen. Let's yeah. See, <laughs> let's see. Let's see if they actually put those two and two things together. So LeBron goes 25, uh, six and seven, two steals. Five turnovers, which is a little high. Nine of 20 from the field, which isn't uh, the, the the kind of production. Three of nine from three-point range. Yeah, I, I thought in some stretches there, his legs were, this was the closest that we've seen LeBron to like, okay, yeah, my legs are tired. You know, that, that last possession against Lou Dort, right? Now, part of me thinks, you know, if I was to be uh, conspiracy theory Anthony for a little bit, Uh, that LeBron had that possession against Dort that ended up in an air ball. Uh, He did that on purpose to avoid double overtime at all costs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Seeing as they held that that one-point lead and he didn't want to go to the line and split and give them the opportunity to send it to a double overtime. Wow, this is
1: very, very in-depth plan he had there. Oh yep.
0: yeah. Didn't didn't wanna didn't want to knock that shot down because then that uh, lets them make the three-pointer that sends into send it, sends it into overtime. Either they were gonna score and win that game or not score and the Lakers were going to win that game. And then, you know, kudos to LeBron for for making the play that he did on the ball and the inbounds pass to make sure that the Lakers uh, did wind up winning it, but you know, like it, it's so easy to take this guy for granted because again, he sleepwalks to twenty-five, six, and seven, uh, and and makes it look so easy, albeit against a shorthanded team, and albeit against you know a, a team that even at, at at their full strength they aren't very well equipped to 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 deal with him all that well. Uh, but again, this is the the third night in a row or the third game in a row where he's played 40 plus minutes and the biggest play of the game in that 41st minute, he sprints up the court, deflects the pass and makes it so that the Lakers win that game. And I just, you know, shy of just marveling at this dude constantly. I just, I just think it's important to point out, not it, not only is it that he's finding ways to impact the game statistically the way that he does, but just on a smaller level, like he's never not engaged. And I just find that so like, even when he isn't, you know, there are stretches where he isn't uh, great defensively or, or, or making every single rotation that he possibly could. But even in those, like he knows where he should be. It's just sometimes like he's, he's 36 years old playing his third game in a row of 40 minutes plus And that those legs aren't going to take him there. And, and yet, he still has time to pull THT under his wing. Still has time at all times to talk to, to Dennis Schroeder and all those things. It's so insane to me the various levels of the game that he's just always ready to go with. It's it's incredible.
1: We're in good hands, man. We're in, we're uh, we're very fortunate to to have him as the foundation of of the franchise, right? The and what you said about the different areas in which he impacts and his understanding of how to get. W's in this period of time while conserving energy and Mm -hmm. and while making progress like Dennis Schroeder looks so much more comfortable on offense than he did several games ago. Dude. And in part uh, that yeah, we're going to
0: talk about him, but absolutely. Yeah.
1: That's in that's in part because of LeBron. Right. And you see a lot of their, um, I don't know if you caught the interaction the other night after we played OKC, Dennis hit, Dennis passed up a wing three off of a drive kick mm-hmm. from, uh, from LeBron swung it to the corner to West, I believe. Then West swung it back to Dennis shot faked ripped through one dribble pull up knocked it down and Mm -hmm. they went back to the bench and LeBron it seemed this is me gleaning based on the convert you know reading lips and whatnot but it seemed like LeBron was like shoot that right like Mm -hmm. shoot that first one and Dennis is great. I I just love Dennis. Dennis is super engaged and I think, focused I, I on I think LeBron. He was like,
0: shoot it. Are you sure? Shoot uh-huh. it. Huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. And but Dennis was like super locked into LeBron, right? And that's Dennis and Trez and Wes. Like these guys are winning us these BS games right now, mm-hmm. right? Like these are we're twenty and six, and without them, we're probably seventeen and nine or sixteen and ten right and they're they're helping us get some of these w's in games where we just don't have a lot of it going but i think that lebron is in the process of developing the different components of the team and Mm -hmm. i think that shooter is kind of the focus of that right now and so yeah like on top of everything else he knows exactly how close we need to stay there are times in the game where you'll see him turn it up earlier in the game just so like "Eh, let's let's not be down 20 for too long, right? Like, <laughs> right, yeah. let's be down 12 uh-huh. and not be down 20. Let's cut. And he's just got such an amazing command of the game that it, even in these games that are kind of a chore, um, it's it's a joy to watch kind of the big picture developing in a way that I just didn't appreciate when I didn't watch him on a night-to-night basis.
0: Yeah, the, the scheduling of the game, you know? Like, uh-huh. yeah, it, it's That's like, all right, word. so we're, yeah. we're down by 12 at the end of the first quarter. Could we make that eight? You know, we're, we're, we're heading into the half and hey, let's, you know, we were just down by 20. Let's see if we can, we, if we can end this half down single digits, I you know, you feel pretty good about it, you know, and, and that's the kind of thing that kind of runs through your mind every so often as a fan, but watching somebody think of it that way, and then also able to impact it. Is is actually really like it's it's one of those more fun things about getting to watch him like you're saying on a regular basis because you can actually see some of that math going on in his head mm-hmm. and then understand like the way that he's gonna get there too. It's kind of fun. Can we just take a second to laugh at something really quick? It's not even a Laker thing because you were talking about interaction, and I want to know if you saw this the other day in the Denver game, and then we'll throw to we'll throw to a break and I want to talk about Dennis Schroeder. But Denver uh <laughs> So MPJ takes a transition three, pull-up three, that as he's shooting it, Nikola Jokic just immediately just drops his head. Just <laughs> I did not see that, sadly. No, it gets better. It gets better. So so uh, MPJ shoots this, like, it wasn't even like a corner three. It was just like this pull-up in transition three. And, and he clanks it short. And you see Jokic, like, drop his head. And I think he even put his hands, like, onto his head, too. Just like. Don't kill him. Don't kill him. Don't kill him. And then so the next possession down, uh, Jokic finds himself as a trailer and he just goes, you know, screw it full on Leroy Jenkins. I'm pulling from here. Just walks into it and pulls his three pointer and, you know, just nothing but the bottom makes his three. And as he's running back on defense, he tells MPJ, if you're going to take that shot that you took, you may as well make it. Like, it was so incredible. It was so cool. It was so funny to watch. And you watch the way that, like, these different players interact who were at different stages of their careers. And albeit, Jokic mm-hmm. hasn't been around as long as LeBron has. But, like, you watch the way that these various players interact. And there's a language barrier there, too, not just with Jokic, but because MPJ just kind of, moves to his own beat of the drum. And and it's just it's so wild to watch the way that everybody, you know, comes to the various understandings that you have to come to in basketball. And, you know, one of my favorite things about you holding the gig that you do is that like we get a look at that after all of these games. You know, we get to we you do get to send out that those those videos where you do get to see Schroeder who is super you know, reactive and and it's not just that like you could see him talking, but he has that super long neck and really big kind of bony shoulders, so you could see like where they're positioned at all times and yeah, and very expressive, <laughs> yeah. very expressive
1: guy. It's yeah. so
0: much fun to watch him and and LeBron and and like you're saying Trez and and Tht and and Mark. I think especially is one of the better guys at this too. It just like. Just uh, the the veteran understanding with these guys that, you know, knowing when to talk to somebody and the tone with which to talk to them has been super fascinating with this team that has only been together for a few months.
1: And those are like. Nikola Jokic is gonna need Michael Porter Jr. to get as far in the playoffs as Absolutely. Denver wants to go, right? I don't I don't follow Denver closely enough and I don't understand the personalities. I don't want to act like I no, have any. I was excitement. just slapping
0: at it. I thought it was hilarious. For
1: sure. But that whole like like LeBron understands the value of this point of the season is to really get all of a get all the weapons tuned up mm-hmm. for the playoffs, right? Know exactly when and where and what, how we do things around here and where your opportunities come from. And these games are great opportunities for that, right? For LeBron to kind of, like LeBron's going to get his numbers no matter what, but it's not in a ball-dominant sense. There's room for Schroeder to have a nice night, for Trez to have a nice night, uh, for Kuz to have a nice night, right? And mm-hmm. LeBron's still going to, you know, put up, the production but developing those guys in those situations that's when we talk about like the mvp discussions and i don't know why we're having talks about the mvp so early this season in particular it's particularly obnoxious but that goes into it right like is is there's levels to getting to the to, to making your team the best team in the NBA. And from a leader's standpoint, a big part of that is bringing those guys that may have some flaws to them with you, whether they're young, mm-hmm. or maybe they don't have a reliable jumper. They're, they're not all Jokic. They're not all LeBron, right? And so how do the Jokic's and LeBron's help raise up and uh, kind of mask some of those guys' deficiencies while accentuating what's best about their game? That's That goes into it too, and you'll you'll never see that in a box score.
0: Yep. All right, let's take one more second here. When we come back, I want to talk about Schroeder and uh, the very kind of obvious steps forward that he's been taking of late. Uh, and, And we'll come back to that here in a bit. When you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source. More people trust Josh Lloyd, host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, than any other fantasy basketball podcast. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get podcasts. Today's show is brought to you in part by BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% deposit bonus. Uh, Today's bet of the day, the only game that has a lineup as of right now uh, is between the 76ers and the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, In Portland, the Blazers are getting 5.5 points at home. I would still take the uh, 76ers in this one. I just think they're really, really good. And... Uh, so long as Ben Simmons is there, and given the way that they are capable of defending with size on Damian Lillard, uh, I just I just think this is a a really good value bet here on on the Sixers. Uh, the over/under also right now is being set at 229 and a half, and I think the the Sixers are capable of of uh, you know putting enough pressure on Dame to beat them and also by the way score enough to reach that over under so if you're feeling a little extra uh iffy on this one if you if you want a a little extra fun here maybe even parlay uh the five and a half that the Sixers are going to win by with the over 229 and a half uh, and, and see how that goes. You could fade or follow me, but if you're going to do so, make sure you're doing it at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% deposit bonus. Just please gamble responsibly. Yeah, speaking of the whole, like, you may as well make it if you're going to take that bad shot. That's exactly how I felt watching that over time. Like, if you MFers are going to make me watch this overtime, you may as well win this damn game. Like, <laughs> I can't do this. I can't stay up, like, an extra 15, 20 minutes for, for an annoying loss to, to this Thunder team, as is, is shorthanded as it was. All right, so uh, Dennis Schroeder started out the year as, uh, I don't know, are we going to go so far as to call him, like, a, a punching bag? I don't think it ever got that bad no. huh? I mean
1: we haven't been bad yeah, yeah. and
0: just like it like a, and, he's
1: been, and he's been arguably our most consistent defender
0: and yeah. in a way where and that's is- not something that like casual fans will will mention on Twitter
1: that's a that's a fair point. Right. I just feel like he has played with a certain degree of spirit that's so noticeable that, I don't mm-hmm. know, buys him a little bit more credibility. Although that is a fair point. Right. People are going to be like, oh, where's my 18 and seven. Right.
0: Right. Right. Even though I, I I, always thought that 18 and seven was the, especially the 18 part was was outlandish. I just thought there was so much production across the Lakers roster. Of course that it is.
1: Yeah. 18
0: like- points from 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 any one guy who isn't LeBron or AD is is a lot to expect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so Schroeder had his kind of down moments and, and I don't want to, you know, minimize the, the, you know, some of the frustrations that he, that were there with his offense and and trying to figure out the tempo and, and the pace, not just in terms of overall, like how fast the Lakers, how often the Lakers want to get out and transition and those things, but, but literally the, the pace of the half court offense and, and when to sprint dribble and and when to really attack and and do those things like it took a long time for 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 him to to figure some of this stuff out. But over the last I would say couple of weeks or so, maybe even a little bit longer, he's really kind of starting to, to figure out his footing and 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 understand what to bring to the table and when to bring it, which is a big deal, right? Understanding you know what is needed when when you're as talented individually as, as Schroeder is, and, and look, if I was as fast as Schroeder, I would sprint everywhere. Right. It's, it's like, it's like, those mailbox, guys, right? yeah. <laughs> right? it's like those guys who can jump, right. It's like, I would just dunk every time I had the ball. Anytime I was near anything that I could jump up and touch, I would, I would just spend as much time in the air as I could. And so, you know, you have to find all of these balances. And I think one of, you know, it's not just the, the literal offensive production, And in those things, but it's the understanding that we're seeing within the offense has been the most intriguing aspect. Maybe even while we've been super frustrated about three straight overtime games against lesser opponents, there are still things to really kind of look at and say, Oh, if this is going to be a thing, then the Lakers might actually reach that ceiling of maximizing Dennis Schroeder, Uh, within the rotation with the size of the, of the role in that rotation that he could possibly hold.
1: Yeah. The biggest thing that stood out to me about that is you were talking about when to attack. And I think a lot about where to attack. That's the thing that I've been Mm. noticing is he's been great from the wings and on his drives toward the baseline, especially. Right. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately is so his speed is his greatest attribute, right? Mm -hmm. If you attack from the top of the key and you hit, Turn on the jets. There's no dribbling through. You would dribble right out of bounds, right? Yeah. If you're attacking from the wing and you're attacking along the baseline, right? Like so, a wing drive but toward the baseline. He's doing a lot of like dribbling through and hitting the guy on the weak side corner, right? Mm-hmm. And that, so that's a way for him to turn on the jets. And if it doesn't work, you're not like in an oh shit, I'm six foot one and all these big guys are around me and I'm yeah. There's one runway on the power. other
0: I, on the other end,
1: right? And those turn into turnover, and he has some of his passes. It's actually been nice to see he's made fewer passes that are real head scratchers, although he'll have one or two per game. Those have been better in part because he doesn't find himself in his many situations where he's had to like turn on the gas, but it didn't work, and now he has to bail himself out. If that happens on a baseline drive, you just dribble through. And that's something that um, figuring out The the middle of the court in a lot of senses. Now, unless he's in the post and we've still got work to do on like maximizing Dennis off of like post-ups, how well is that going to work when LeBron and AD ISO, right? He's a good screener. That's one thing that I've been really Mm -hmm. happy about, but we've got more work to do in that respect, but at least kind of finding the him like rejecting screens and then just like turning on the jets. He's been great at, at rejecting screens and using the spacing that Mark provides Mm -hmm. to pull those extra bodies out of the paint and attack in there. So that's really that like free throw line extended and below he's been doing a lot of great dribble penetration work down there. So that's been a big part of, I think the incorporation, we still got more to go, but just finding where he can attack when LeBron really dominates the middle of the court has been, been great to see.
0: Yeah, it's it's the kind of thing that, you know, these last couple games with AD out, it allows for a little bit more creative freedom out there for Schroeder. And he's taking advantage of it in ways that feel more sustainable than him just kind of dominating the ball at all times. Mm -hmm. And because like while like if it let's say Schroeder dominates the ball and has some of these, you know, so tonight he finishes with 19 and 7 or or uh 19, 5 and 7. But like let's say he has a a 25 and 13 kind of game, and you say, Holy shit, well, great, great game for Schroeder, but some of that isn't sustainable. You're gonna you for sure some of that is gonna leave the table to go to, to AD's plate, right? And and I, I felt like all of his 19, five, and seven. Came within the, the 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 kind of parameters of the game that will, whenever AD comes back, fit right and 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 like that to me is the most interesting aspect of this is that at no point like there were some games early on in the year where I was saying this is a lot of Dennis Schroeder, <laughs> right? Where it'd be like the third quarter and you'd say this is you know it feels like Schroeder has had the ball for. Eleven of the twelve minutes that sure. <laughs> that we've watched this quarter, and I haven't felt that way in a little while. And I just think uh, part of it is is his own understanding, but also like you're saying, where he's attacking from. And I think Frank Vogel and 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 the entire coaching staff saying, "All right, this guy's super fast. Where is he going to have the most room in the half court to really put that burst of speed in without having to back all the way up to." you know, 35 feet away where you're completely resetting the offense. And if his attack from that spot on the court doesn't work out, then you're just screwed on that possession. So I think everybody kind of figuring each other out has been super cool to watch, even while the Lakers over that time have been super frustrating. And, and I think an important thing to point out here is that them figuring this out isn't why they're frustrating. They're frustrating because they don't seem to care for you know 43 minutes (laughs) it's
1: so obvious it's so obvious like when the switch is on versus when the switch is off yeah right and so that's why we go down by 20 and Mm -hmm. what i've been trying to pay more attention to so for example like i thought we made a defensive mistake at the end of this game is i'm when the team locks in that's i'm trying to not just write off an entire game as oh they you know barely brought any like okay when we're locked in what are the mistakes that we're making even when we're locked in because that's the place that we need to work on us going down by 20 in the first half because Mm -hmm. we're just like kind of watching the other team play i mean it's annoying but it's not terribly productive within that right And, and so um yeah we are we are getting things accomplished even though the games are frustrating it's just in shorter stretches of time because that's how much time it takes to beat this team and move on to the next one so that's where we are in this point of the season
0: yeah uh when they got down 20 i may or may not have done some live betting cuz the lakers got back up to like plus 150 at potentially coming back and winning so your boy banked some money there Very you guys
1: nice. i like when you <laughs> win money on betting on the
0: lakers betting on the lakers uh, yeah, so so that's where we're at. Make sure you guys are doing that, betonline.ag. That's going to do it, though, for this episode of the Locked on Lakers podcast. Uh, fun guest line up for you guys tomorrow, uh, so long as we can uh, hopefully make this work. Uh, but until then, have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. We'll talk to you then.